Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Eye of the Tigers. Hope everybody had a great spring break. And this week, t- we have Ashley Jones. Um, Ashley Jones is the Assistant Director of Athletics Communications. So, Ashley, let's get into it. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So, what is it that you... I know we said your title, but I know you do a lot more than just that. So, what are all the things that you are involved in here? Here at DePaul, I get to do a lot of different things. Um, one aspect of it is uh, assisting our director of athletics communications, Bill Wagner. Bill Wagner's been here for 36 years, and um, it's really cool to learn from a veteran um, the the ways of what sports information, now known as athletics communications, is all about. Um, so, you know, a general response would be storytelling and finding creative ways to recap, um, share feature stories, and kind of give an inside look to what is DePaul Athletics. Um, I have the privilege of, you know, kind of managing a team of work-study students as well as interns um, to do just that. So, um, we run the social accounts, uh, we've implemented some media days, which has been a lot of fun. <laughs> um, seeing different, uh, teams' personalities each time we do a media day is probably, um, the highlight of each, um, semester just because everyone is so different. Um, but I think, you know, what I really love is getting to know the student athletes and being able to... Um, highlight their accomplishments, highlight um, what they're doing on and uh, off the fields, in the pool, like all of that. The The competition space is one piece of um, what makes up the student-athlete here at DePaul, um, but the second piece is definitely, you know, just how involved everyone is, um, and that's just the norm, you know. People typically aren't just, I'm an athlete in this sport. They're usually like, and I'm also a fellow. I'm also an honors um, scholar. I'm in Bonner, like all of these different things. And I really like um, learning about uh, the student athletes in that space. So there are 23 varsity uh, teams. And I know you said you have your interns, um, but how much like how much does that with so many teams how much work goes into that and like what do you do for each different team gotcha gotcha so um some schools do like run the program's accounts we don't do that we have our main athletic accounts um for instagram twitter facebook um and each you know social platform has its own audience um some kind of uh, overlap, but our team typically does um, the following. So I usually have photographers at games. That way we have photos of our student athletes competing. Um, we usually have someone on the sideline getting some um, footage that we can also put on social. Um, in years past, we focused on Instagram stories to kind of give in-game perspective. Um, But we've kind of actually moved away from that just because it started to kind of bog down um, Instagram and we've we've kind of changed it up and added uh, live tweeting, which has been a lot of fun. 
um, because you can kind of give a little bit more personality. It doesn't matter how much you tweet um, because we can put it in a thread and if people really want to follow that thread, they can. Um, always learning and cleaning up stuff, but um, you know, our main focus is getting people to the games and then telling people about the results of those games. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one aspect of it. And then we've also implemented things like Tiger Watch. So every Wednesday at 110, um, my interns and um, you know, sometimes guest speakers get on our Twitter Spaces account. And we kind of give a rundown and a recap of like what's to come. And it, that's been really cool to kind of, you know, use a space where we know that like no one else in the North Coast um, Athletic Conference is really using um, because podcasting is hard. So yeah. props to you, you know, <laughs> but like editing, editing podcasts and, you know, being consistent about um, finding individuals to share their stories like that is can be difficult. So we're trying to kind of like piece um, something that can be uh, digestible, um, but without adding a lot on our plate. And then the last thing that we do, like from a social standpoint, is um, we do Tiger Pride Friday. So doing little fun features, um, showing another side of the student athlete um, experience. But that's typically um, what my team does. Um, they help a lot with the creative aspect of um, my job. I think, you know, there are times where I have some students who they know how to stat. Um, so we use a couple different um, programs, uh, Presto, Genius Sports, and um, Stat Crew. For those of you who know what I'm talking about, great. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, but we have a bunch of different um, softwares that we use to make sure that we can um, have accurate um, statistical um, statistical breakdowns of the game and kind of be able to share that box score with our audience. And then from there, we then write recaps. Um, I'm hopefully going to get, you know, more students to write um, recaps and stories and things like that, but typically that's a job between Bill and I. So hearing where you're at now, yeah. I'd like to know like how it's evolved from when you first got here to now. A lot has changed. <laughs> um, so when I first got here, uh, Bill Wagner didn't have um, an assistant at the time. He was still looking for a full-time assistant, and then I came along in 2019. And we had maybe a handful of students that were assisting us with um, like the game day experience. So calling, um, making sure uh, Bill and I knew who was on the fields, what substitutions were occurring, mm -hmm. all those things. Um, but I was like kind of the sole person creating graphics, running our social, um, just kind of creating a presence because... Um, we had a presence for sure. Um, Twitter was probably our best um, just because it's quick, it's digestible, like people are on it all the time. Um, but Instagram needed a little bit of love. Um, and what's great is Instagram kind of feeds right into Facebook, so it wasn't all that hard to um, build up the Facebook following. But um, I realized that in order for us to, you know, 
be competitive in relation to like followers and numbers um, with, you know, some of the schools in our conference, we needed, you know, creatives. We needed people who knew a little bit more than I did when it came to graphic making or um, video editing. So um, I connected with a couple students. Um, I reached out to um, the media fellows actually, because I'm like, all these students know a bunch, like a bunch of stuff. That mm-hmm. is a part of their course curriculum, um, and I was like, I would love to, you know, find a way to connect, and that kind of led to an on-campus internship, actually. Um, so I created a syllabus. I got, you know, the okay from uh, Media Fellows, and my first intern was actually Megan McGrail, um, and she started like mid-January, um, helped me put on a National Girls and Women's in Sports Day luncheon. Um, she did all of the first and second round of the NCAC, or NCAA uh, Women's Basketball Tournament that we hosted, and then COVID happened. Um, so that kind of like derailed a couple of the things that were kind of um, falling into place, but it established an internship. People started to realize, oh, there's some like cool things that we can do within this space. And, um, you know, the next year I had maybe six people. And then last year it blossomed to about 12. And this year we've had um, 15 students. And then both semesters I've had this year, we've had uh, two interns. So, like, we've been able to accomplish a lot more because there's a team of people that I can rely on. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's... It's always a learning curve at first. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to managing social, managing a team, um, you know, creating consistent and um, clean content, like, you got to be a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I use Google Drive sometimes to my detriment. Um, But I have a madness to, or a system to my madness. And I think, you know, in order for me to get a lot of stuff done, um, I I just rely on students who are willing to try new things. Um, You know, it's a collaborative space. So, I might have like, okay, this is what we're going to put on our calendar. Um, But I always ask for like recommendations on who we should have or, you know, who should we feature. Um, But there's also moments of, you know, providing lessons to people where, um, you know, there are times where I'm like, oh, we should, you know, think about the timing of, of this post or we should be thinking about, you know, how people might interact with it. And, you know, in a time and age where everyone is on social media in Mm -hmm. some capacity, um, taking the time to um, think before you post is super important. Um, And I really try to implement that with my my team because, you know, your thought of, wow, this is really funny, could be detrimental to, mm-hmm. you know, how other people perceive certain things. So I usually, um, you know, ask people to pause, think, how are people going to comment? You know, how how are people going to engage with this? Are they going to repost? You know, like, I think there are times where being funny is great. And then there are times where being funny can be, you know, really detrimental to the message that you're trying to create for DePaul Athletics. And that's, you know, a full student athlete experience. 
Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly think that, you know, I wouldn't, our team wouldn't be here today if, you know, I didn't find those creative people. Um, you know, I think from photography to videography to just having people write scripts and PA reads, like that's all important and it creates a game day experience. There's also some insane talent on this campus. I know uh, I had a resident last year who loves photographing and he goes to like, he doesn't even, sometimes he doesn't even work the events, but he just goes and photographs because he loves it so much. And I'm really interested in how people get started into the things that they do or um, where they initially find that like inspiration. I never once in my life thought, oh, I'm going to be a part of D3 TV and, you know, be a part of social media creation, like content creation or, you know, podcasting. It just kind of happened yeah. with timely ideas and then following through with those ideas. And so like, or I was on the, I was on the radio last, the last two semesters. I haven't this semester just cause I have too much on my plate this semester, but like, those are things that I never thought I would be interested in. And, and now here we are. So, um, I guess what that kind of leads into is, you know, how did you get into this realm? And, um, like, did you always know that this is what you wanted to do? No. Short answer is <laughs> no. Um, the long answer, I was actually a Kines major, um, minored in communications, um, knew that I wanted to be in, you know, involved in sports, but I, I was really heavily thinking I'm going to be a PT. Um Clearly not a PT, um, <laughs> but I think, you know, I I took some time after graduating. I, I worked as a rehab tech, realized that healthcare was not for me, mm-hmm. um, and I went to a medium-sized D1 school. Um, so I took advantage of different, you know, opportunities there, but I didn't um, experience, you know, some of that sports management stuff that I'm kind of now doing. Um, so two years into working in healthcare, I went back to school and I went to North Central College in, in Naperville, um, which is also a D3 institution. And that just kind of opened doors to a lot of things. I realized that, you know, D3 institutions are different, but like in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not a number. You um, have a lot of opportunities that you know, typically you just wouldn't have at a D1 institution because there are full-time people that are, you know, probably taking care of those responsibilities. Um, but it's also like they want you to feel a part of the, the university, the mm-hmm. college, the school itself. Um, so my first year, I worked in athletics and events. I was shagging balls with undergrads as a graduate um, student and uh, at the end of the year, I went to their assistant AD for facilities and events. I'm like, hey, can I have this job again? And they looked at me and they're like, don't you want more responsibility? I'm like, yes, that would be great. Um, so um, that day, they just happened to be uh, having a meeting and he put in a good word for me for the sports information department and I mean, that just kind of jump-started everything for me. Um, So my second year at North Central, I had a GA position um, with um, the sports information uh, department and was just introduced to the whole whole livelihood, Um, from recapping to feature stories to the creative side, um, statting. It was really cool. It was 
too short for sure. Um, kind of wish that I had the two years, but I mean, I'm very fortunate that I was even introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time, I was able to be a part of the Emerging Leaders Program with the NCAA. Um, and that just kind of opened my eyes to like, okay, do I want to work in internal or external side of, um, you know, collegiate athletics? And I knew that I wanted internal. I knew I wanted to, you know, have touching points with student athletes more so than like donors or, um, alumni. I still do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, to have you know, an open door policy essentially with, you know, student athletes is something that I really like here. Um, It took me about a year to land here Mm -hmm. after I graduated um, from North Central to get here at DePauw. But, you know, I actually came in and I was like, I really want to do professional and personal development. And, but my background was in sports information. Right. And so it was a little bit harder to find, you know, that, um, a school that would be like, yeah, we got you, like personal professional development. Um, But when I landed here, um, our our athletic director, um, Stevie Baker Watson, she was like, I'm hiring you as an SID, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but there might be opportunities for you to kind of work in some of your passions. So um, I had the opportunity right around COVID to start helping as an advisor um, for SAC. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, around like 2021, I also became an advisor for, it's now called um, Diverse Athletes Association, formerly also known as SAC, um, Student Athletes of Color. We went through a branding uh, change, which is great because I think it became more inclusive in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, But those were opportunities where, again, I was sitting down with, leaders um, in relation to our athletic department and hopefully making, um, you know, incremental changes for them. Um, But then in building my team, I I pride myself in, you know, taking time to learn about them, figure out what they're interested in, um, you know, sit down with them, go through their LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. go through their resume, talk about life post-grad because, I understand that, like, okay, yeah, you might be a freshman, but, like, enjoy now, but also be thinking about, like, the decisions that you're making right now do kind of, do impact you as you go mm-hmm. a little bit further. And especially, you know, with the juniors that I have, I, I really try to push, like, do not sleep on the fact that, like, next year is going to be your final year. You know, like, enjoy it. But also make sure that you are, you know, maintaining those relationships, knowing um, that, you know, you're not going to be 10 feet away from your best friends. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's hard to hear, but I think that is a part of professional and personal development because post-grad hits you hard. (laughs) It hits you hard and some people can... Um, you know, adjust well, but it it can be very, very difficult. But yeah, my journey here is not normal, I would say, in relation to like healthcare to sports information. Um, But I think, you know, in, in knowing a lot of other SIDs, athletic communicators, no route is the same. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some people they know, you know, 
I mean, there, there's a, a young gentleman um, for FDU. You know, he um, kind of got in the spotlight because he's a junior in college and he is um, the director of athletics communications at FDU. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's mixed reviews in that space um, amongst, you know, athletic communicators. But I think, um, you know, that spotlight provided some really good insight on, like, how we need to continue to develop this space. How do we, um, you know, best support each other in this space? Um, You know, we have convention every year. And something that I learned this past convention was like the importance of communicating with other SIDs, other athletic communications directors to you know, ask for help for, Mm. um, you know, ideas for uh, just growing your network. Because, you know, when when you come into a pickle where, let's say, you know, a team is on their spring break trip and you're like, we need photos. Like, if you're building a relationship with other, um, you know, athletic communicators, then there's a chance that you can get a photo or two that you can use for a post or for the story. Um, so yeah, definitely a, a roundabout way to get here, but I don't know if I would really change it, you know? Um, I think my experience in pursuing a degree and realizing that maybe that wasn't the the right choice at the time, it was fine, you know? Um, but I do take that experience and kind of help students, find their passion versus, you know, the the best option for a job sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you're going to do the best in school when you enjoy what you're right. learning. Right, So, So what were your first impressions of DePaul when you got here? Ooh. How has that evolved? First impressions. I think it's hard to say because, so... I, I would say I'm a relatively hard worker. Yeah. Um, so when I got here, I kind of put my head down and was just like, okay, I need to learn everything. I need to change this. I need to work on that. Um, but I was fortunate enough to be in our assistant coach's office at the time. So, like, I was forced to have conversation. Yeah. So it wasn't like, okay, I'm only working on this one thing. I also was bouncing ideas off of um, the coaches. I was, you know, talking captioning and things with the coaches. And I think, you know, what really drew me here was um, the camaraderie that the coaches had, that the admin had, that the assistant coaches had with the head coaches. Like, it was clear to me that um, everyone wanted everyone to be successful, Mm -hmm. which is really important to me. Um, I think, you know, I now see, like, what's kept me here is, you know, the student athletes and um, the the relationships I've built with them as well as with, um, you know, the coaching staffs and admin. Um, I think, you know, I always joke, I'm like, I'm a senior. It's, it's been four years. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I've seen just like the growth with the student athletes, with myself in that space. And that's been really cool to kind of have my first official um, senior class come through um, because we've been through a lot. Uh, it, it's been a weird four years. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I jokingly talk about how, like, during COVID, we did a lot of Flashback Fridays, Mm -hmm. Throwback Thursdays. Um, We did crossword puzzles. I made crossword puzzles. Oh, God. It was a lot. I think a lot of my creative juices kind of, like, bled out that um, year. But I think, you know, in a lot of ways, it led me to learn how to communicate with others in a different way, mm-hmm. um, better support people, um, have harder conversations because COVID was only one piece of what we were going through yeah. um, during 2020. And I think, you know, there was a lot of growth in how I have those hard conversations because, you know, as a black woman in a space where it's predominantly white men, like, how how do how does my voice you know get to the top sometimes or how do i express my emotions in a way that um you know will be not only well received but will kind of put people on their heels and be like oh maybe i should rethink this because mm-hmm. i think we're we're in a, a a day and age right now where people are very decisive and it's not saying that I try to like toe the line all the time, but I've learned who and when I can, you know, choose to battle a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I'm all about having one-on-one conversations because I think that if I can, you know, share my perspective with someone and then, you know, kind of hear their perspective, it's not necessarily changing their mind. It's just exposure. And I think oftentimes the reason why things kind of boil up to a certain degree is because they haven't been exposed to different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I learned that the most here working in this space, trying to figure out how to tell stories, have hard conversations, even on social. So like um, following the the death of George Floyd, we actually you know, had a moment where, you know, a lot of people were putting the the black box on mm-hmm. on social. And I was like, uh, we haven't ever created an opportunity for us to really share that kind of, um, you know, social posting. Mm-hmm. How do we go about this? So, you know, working with SAC, working with DAA at the time to come up with statements. But then I was like, okay, a statement's great and all, but like, where where's the action behind yeah. that? So we then implemented during uh, 2020 to 2021 um, something called Thursday Thoughts, and that was a social like solely on social. Um, so I kind of gathered it as like this is coming from the student athletes. It's not coming from the admin. It's not coming from the coaches, and we're just like give us your thoughts on you know. Um, being a student athlete started off real soft. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we just wanted to, you know, create a conversation. And then from there, we, I mean, we talked about civic duty because it was also, you know, during the elections, which that's a whole, that was a whole thing. We were, um, you know, we included mental health. We included, you know, race and, and ethnicity. So like there are opportunities for us to finally share those um, thoughts without people feeling like they were being told mm-hmm. how to think. 
Um, and then this year we, we've kind of made it like a fiscal thing um, where, you know, working with DAA and creating a space where student athletes of color and those who identify within different minority groups can come together um, and, and kind of discuss certain topics. Now, this is also open to, you know, allies as well. I think it's super important to create opportunities where you can share your experiences. I don't like using safe spaces because truthfully there's no like safe space anywhere. Mm -hmm. I think there's always going to be, you know, emotions that arise um, that, you know, someone might feel a little bit more slighted than others. But I think that, you know, creating an opportunity where you can sit down and just have a conversation or sit down and just listen, you know, like that I think is just as beneficial um, as, you know, going out into the streets and, you know, protesting. Um, so there's there's different ways in which I've kind of um, grown since coming here. Um, learned a lot, learned a lot on how to navigate different spaces. Um, and I think, you know, now I'm kind of in, a, in the space where it's making sure that the, the students that I do advise and, you know, come in contact with, um, can continue to to speak up, speak out, you know, show what DePaul Athletics is all about. I think it's really interesting that you create those spaces for conversation because, I mean, we've seen it recently where, you know, people don't want to have those conversations with people who don't agree with them. Yep. And I think that's, you know, that's what makes us so polarized right now is just because we can't have that conversation and at the end of the day still be friends. Yep. So um, I think that that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but um, what kinds of things are you, you know, thinking about for the future? Future. Ooh. I think what's really cool um, about what we've built so far is my work-study students, they now know the method to my madness. Um, so being able to... Um, maybe give them a little bit more wiggle room on some of the creative stuff. Um, You know, I'm really trying to introduce them to, like, social media management. Um, Like I said, I use Google Drive to sometimes my detriment. But um, typically what I do is, you know, we we have a calendar that we use, and I put out, um, you know, day by day, we have some weekly things that we put out. Obviously, we have the um, game day calendar. Um, but I think, you know, really having students know how to run that has been um, really important to me so that we could then produce more video type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I've been really fortunate to have um, some students that just love that. Um, and we've been able to put out more reels, which has led to more growth, mm-hmm. which, I mean, that's that's typically what I'm looking for, you know. Um, I think from the broadcasting side of stuff, um, this year, um, senior Gray Collins, he, he joined my team, and I'm sad that he's a senior <laughs> um, because he, he came to me. I did a D3 TV segment with him and Joey Webster, and Joey at the time was a, a fall intern for me, and Gray was like, hey, 
I want to do broadcasting. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I love soccer. I want to do it, like, as my career in London, da 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 I'm like, okay, well, we're not London, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would love to, you know, see what you, what you can do. So he helped kind of jumpstart the Tiger Watch um, Twitter Spaces series to kind of get him his cadence to figure out, like, you know, how he can, um, you know, sound on a broadcast. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was, you know, trying to figure out how do we best prep him um, for um, broadcasts. And he, there, it was, I, I, I teared up because he was tearing up, but like, there were times where parents actually like came to the window and were like, thank you. Um, and granted, they were at the game, yeah. but they were thanking him because they listened to the last game or yeah. they had a family member that was like, we really loved like the consistency um, that you provided there. And I was like, okay, well, we need to replicate this, you know? So we tried to do a couple field hockey games. We um, had some volleyball games and like, it's working with WGRE, but it's also, you know, finding some potential talent that we can hire um, to consistently do that. And I mean, I think the next step was, this winter term, I did an extended studies with Joey Webster and Ben Axelrod. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, we really want to do broadcasting. And I'm like, okay, here we go. So I like whipped together a syllabus. I um, named it the beginner's guide to um, calling basketball and or broadcasting basketball. And they ran with it. They you know, I got him connected with someone who does broadcasting at uh, Michigan State. Yeah. And he shared a template um, with me on, like, just, like, game notes. Mm -hmm. That way they can prep that for um, each game. And what's great is they were able to broadcast during winter term, which that's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, because typically we just finding consistent broadcasters during that time is, you know, very difficult. Um, and they, they ran with it. And again, great feedback from people. They're like, Ashley, like, I'm really happy that you were able to, you know, find these students. And I'm just really happy that the students, you know, were thinking to ask. Yeah. I think that's something that, you know, I hope this year we can continue into next year where it's like, students are seeking these opportunities versus like me randomly being like, hey, I think you would be good at this. Yeah. You know, and I think slowly but surely we're getting that um, that interest. Um, but it's it, it takes time, you know. Um, but yeah, those are a couple things that I'm like, yeah, I would love to, to see that grow. Well, and that's one of the things that I've talked to Larry about. Um, Larry and I have had conversations about, you know, like, one, what will happen to this podcast once I'm done? Or, um, you know, we talked about how sports used to be on D3 TV and they used to have commentators, but once that group of four seniors left, that's kind of where it ended for yep. them. And so, like, finding that person that's interested and wants to continue that work was difficult for Larry. So I'm, I'm curious to see, like, how that's going to, you know, keep evolving and our kids going to keep you know, reaching out to you for those opportunities yeah. or are you going to have to seek them out? Yeah, I think that's the that's the biggest debate that I have. So funny story is uh, we've been discussing for a while TikTok. Yeah. Um, for the athletic um, account, like the main account, and I'm like, 
we can't do reels consistently. We can't do TikToks. Yeah. You know, so like it's kind of that mindset of like, okay, you have this idea, but how do we maintain it? Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, pass the torch? Um, one way that we've kind of kept the the Tiger Watch consistent is I've given it to my interns or whomever is going to be, you know, there the most consistently um, throughout the year. So, like, I think that... I think there's now buy-in, you know, I think there's now, um, you know, a group of students that are like, this is worth it. I'm glad that I did it. Um, I have a huge group of juniors right now. Um, so like it kind of stresses me out because I'm like, ah, after them, like, what am I going to do? You know, but I think that, um, you know, just seeing them really kind of take lead in a lot of different things. Um, I'm pretty confident that they'll help recruit, they'll help find people because they always, there's always a friend that they have that does stuff. And I'm always like, okay, well, let me vet them, you know, but typically, um, you know, the individuals that they're like, Hey, I talked to this person and they're really interested. I usually meet them halfway. So I love that they're interested, but if they don't, email me or they don't come to my office and sit down with me and have a conversation with me I'm like there's no way it's not a good fit yeah you know because I'm looking for people who are passionate not only about the thing that they're like working towards so photography videography broadcasting but they need to also show me the effort yeah you know because this athletics communications is not for the faint of heart Um, my interns could definitely tell you that, um, you know, their, their weekends are not normal. Right. Um, I, you know, try to implement virtual Mondays because I'm like, realistically, you probably don't want to see me on Monday after spending, you know, 10, 12 hours (laughs) with me on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but you know, I, I'm looking for students that are reliable, that are, um, creative, um, that are willing to take criticism too, um, because I'm not always going to say yes to your idea. Yeah. And I'm not always going to allow you to just post. Um, there are times where I'm like, let's think about this. Yeah. And they're like, but, and I'm like, no, that's not going to work. That doesn't fit, you know, what we're, what we're really trying to, to showcase here. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that it takes time and, you know, each year I try to think of like, how do we be better? How do we, how do we work better? Yeah. Um, I still probably need to make a guide of some sort, you know, to be like, I've like renamed our onboarding and like the different like titles within the work study group, um, so many times, but yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. I think, you know, um, one thing that I definitely, hope to um make sure we have in the in the future is just like those students that are fully bought in and willing to step up when needed yeah all righty well thank you for joining me today absolutely this has been a wonderful episode (laughs) um and uh tune in next week for uh me and my dear friend bella zaleski not sure what we're going to be talking about yet but we will figure that out (laughs) when that time comes stay tuned in tigers